If you have an impending divorce and you're worried about the children being traumatized, wasting tens of thousands of dollars, or maybe making a mistake you'll regret, then this podcast is for you. You'll learn how to minimize pain and maximize healing in order to move on with your life. So here's your host, Marcy Hong. Hi, I'm Marcy Hahn. This is Divorce, What to Expect. Today I'm joined by Sam Husko, founder of SGH Wealth Management in our Metro Detroit region. Sam has been an active investor since 2004. He earned his Certified Financial Planner designation in 2005 and the Chartered Financial Analyst designation in 2009. He attended the University of Michigan, majoring in economics, and his primary duties are investing strategy, portfolio management, and research for his firm. Volunteerism has been an important part of Sam's career, being elected president of the CFA Society Detroit, DFA Midwest Regional Ethics Ambassador, and ultimately being awarded CFA Institute Volunteer of the Year in 2017. He serves on the Finance and Audit Committee for Detroit's largest business organization, the Detroit Economic Club, and was also acknowledged as a Detroit Business Journal's 30 in their 30s honoree. In addition, he has received national TV recognition with his appearances on CNBC, Bloomberg TV, Kiplinger's, Fortune, USA Today, and the Detroit Free Press. Welcome, Sam. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Terrific. Well, thanks for joining. Today, we're going to be talking about the intersection of finances and divorce. And so let's start off by Provide us with, if you would, what advice you would give somebody who is considering going through the divorce process? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to be done before you make that final decision to go down this path. And, you know, the first thing I'd say is just don't be a bystander to your own financial situation. You know, you got to get engaged, you know, maybe re-educate yourself on your own finances you know, what we find is most people understand their budget, they understand the ebb and flow of their bank account, but surveys show that only about 60% of women are involved in their own retirement investing and retirement planning, while about 82% of men are engaged in the same. So there's a gap right there. And if you find yourself on the other side of that gap, you know, you gotta be very well prepared. So if you can kind of go through some items to see and get re-educated on your finances. There will be less regrets, you know, fewer surprises after you go in and better expectations too. So, you know, that's where the decisions won't be based off of emotions and it can just be execution. Yeah, I see in a number of cases, the disparity between one party who's the more financially sophisticated party and then the other party who really is not. How do you help somebody get up to speed in advance if it's somebody who's not really familiar with the types of financial tools that they may have in their marriage? Yeah, so I don't think it's something that people don't think of but you shouldn't feel guilty about hiring maybe your own separate financial planner outside of maybe your family financial planner. If you think you might be going down this road, it's not a sign of betrayal. You're not doing something that you shouldn't be doing. 
And it's also important to know that not all financial planners or all financial advisors work by commissions. You know, that not every one of us are product-driven salespeople and some work on just a pure consulting or hourly basis as well too. So, you know, you can pay for information for somebody to collect your situation and maybe go through a test run of how the assets might be divided or, you know, what your post-divorce lifestyle might be. Because, you know, bottom line is your assets will likely stay the same, but your expenses will double. So there's a good chance that the lifestyle goes down. So you can get rid of your spouse right now, but it's going to take years to financially recover. And 35% of those surveyed said they still didn't fully financially recover five years after the divorce. And so it's just about going through that test run getting more engaged. And that really is centered around the financial plan or, or the retirement plan that we could get for people. And what's unique about the services that your firm provides in the divorce setting? Yeah, I'd say the most unique aspect of what we do actually comes during the actual uh, trials or what have you, where we offer real-time mediation support. So this is something that we developed ourselves. We don't find many others are even aware of this type of service, but we're there right alongside your attorney during the court proceedings. So we're Robin to their Batman or what have you, and we'll either be in the courtroom waiting for new information, or we could be on the phone and block off our schedule. But you know, during these negotiations, you know, the goalposts are going to change. You know, everything you do to prepare there's probably going to be some things that change once you actually get there. And so, you know, we can update the client's analysis live on the spot and give people that confidence they need to pull that trigger and, you know, hopefully reduce some back and forth, no need to schedule more court dates, maybe even save money and billable hours as well too. And we just find that, you know, this is a very emotionally charged time it could be the biggest decision that a lot of these people make in their life. And to have somebody to verify everything from a financial standpoint while it's happening, you know, it just gives people the clarity and confidence to know that they're making that best decision. So can you provide us with a specific example from a case where your analysis really helped the client and what that impact was? Yeah. I mean, I would say, we get the most of our compliments from attorneys, you know, just being able to end this whole ordeal on a more positive note, knowing that, you know, the clients are you know, getting confident about their next life and, you know, really getting out of the Excel spreadsheets as well, too. I think one of the things that we take to another level is just how to communicate this really complicated topic. And so just simplifying things and clarifying things is something that, you know, we find we can bring another level to. But getting into the weeds, you know, we had a client divorce last year. Husband and wife had a pretty big age gap. And the husband was over age 60 and the wife was under age 60. And in a negotiation, you might see that retirement assets, you know, they line up and you can just split them right in half in a lot of cases. However, the wife needed to produce income right away. And a subtlety between, say, 401ks and IRAs are 401ks sometimes have provisions where you can get at them before the age of 59 and a half. And they also have loan abilities as well, too. 
So it didn't change the negotiation at all, but it really, really helped out our client to ask for the 401k assets as opposed to the IRA assets, because otherwise she wouldn't have been able to tap into those for years, which would really have hurt her post-divorce financial plan after that point. Well, that's a great point. Have you been involved in cases where there's an alimony or spousal support component to the settlement and or a situation where the assets have been divided in a different way than 50-50 so that the spouse that would have been entitled to spousal support is essentially not going to get spousal support. They're just going to get a larger percentage of the overall marital assets. Oh, absolutely. That's really where our analysis shines because, you know, even saying that is a mouthful, let alone trying to extrapolate what's the best decision for people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it there is, there's a little bit of a lean towards wanting to get a lump sum as opposed to income for a period of time. That ex-spouse could pass away or get disabled or, you know, maybe their job situation changes. So there's some risk in that we understand. But what you need to do is put those two situations side by side, do the statistical analysis to say, what's the effect of this choice over the next 30 years? And let the data make that decision. So what we do with that is we create a base scenario. So we know exactly to every detail of our client's situation, you know, what that base scenario is, and that can encompass anything. That could do business valuations, stock options, real estate, anything, even outside of the investment assets as well. And then we just simply do that head to head. If you took the lump sum, here is what the Monte Carlo statistically back-tested analysis says that you could live off of in your new post-divorce life. And as opposed to that, if you took the lump sum, Here's what that, again, simplified post-divorce income looks like in comparison. And so, again, it really just takes the emotions out of the decision and and comes back to, you know, what's in your best interest to maximize income after all this is done. I can see how that type of analysis would give a person a lot of comfort. And just knowing that their decision is backed up by not only your expertise, but by um, an analysis that gives them long-term financial comfort. Yeah. And and in these situations too, we might put up like 15 different scenarios. So you have to contend with what the ex-spouse wants. You got to understand what your client wants and then also give what we think is the most efficient path for folks as well too. So yeah, that option development for them is always such an important process. What top three mistakes do you see people who are divorcing make from a financial perspective? Yeah, I would say 1A is just don't go at it alone. I like saving money. You like saving money. Nobody likes to see these fees get up and up and up. However, this is such an important time to just know that you have a team to help you and just don't accept any offers without professional advice and data. Same survey showed that 54% of post-divorcees acknowledge making financial mistakes during their divorce. And again, the cost could be years in recovery on the back end. But my real three are not running financial analysis on the splitting of assets. So pretty much just what we spoke on 71% of respondents said they wish they did this. So, I mean, 71% of people aren't doing this to the level of detail that they should. 
And so, you know, that's where I really feel like you can avoid making hasty decisions and then also know what's worth fighting for. You know, a lot of people get caught up in maybe little squabbles here or there. A financial plan can really take that a step back and tell you exactly what the important things to argue over might be. Number two is not more fully exploring a collaborative divorce with collaborative financial analysis too. So you can hire attorneys, you can hire financial advisors to work for both sides where the conflicts of interest can be much more mitigated. And a settlement is a known entity, whereas going to trial is a complete unknown. It's going to take months for the judge to decide and, and just turn into more cost overall. So if there's any way to do the collaborative, we usually see that leads to better outcomes. And then number three is knowing what your life will be like post-divorce in a realistic, you know, not a best case scenario, but a realistic viewpoint and get empowered to take control of the next step in your life, build excitement towards this next chapter. But there's a lot of wrinkles that come in divorce specifically. If you depended on healthcare from your ex-spouse, you gotta figure that out. If you are receiving alimony payments, do you wanna insure those alimony payments if something happens to that person? Budgeting, how to manage investments now or hire active investment managers and then updating your own beneficiaries and estate planning too. So there's a lot of specific things to this field to make sure that you get after divorce is over. Those are great tips. I see so many clients look at their budget and have a view of their budget that is just not realistic. And it can be really yes. hard to adjust expectations because there's so much emotion that goes into the fact that your life is changing from a relationship perspective. But then when they actually start to see on paper what that's going to mean for them with the new budget post-divorce, it can be a real challenge to get the clients to wrap their heads around something realistic for them going forward. And so I know that your analyses have really helped clients understand what's real about their finances, what they can afford and what they can't afford, and finding creative ways to meet their goals. And at the same time, trying to find a way to heal yep. is a real challenge. How has COVID impacted the advice that you're giving to your clients? Yeah, I would say, you know, well, first off, I don't know if divorce is contagious, uh, <laughs> but there's been a 25% increase in divorces in China since COVID. These times can bring up conflicts that couples have never had to deal with before. And, you know, hopefully if this thing goes away, might never have to deal with ever again, but it feels very serious now. And so I feel like there's probably a little bit of a quiet before the storm. And, and once things get back to normal, we probably will see a rash of divorces. But, you know, how that trickles down is mainly through the legislation that passes due to these events. Mm -hmm. So there's the CARES Act. It's our responsibility to stay on top of all this legislation and understand the subtleties of how it's going to change, you know, advising our clients or what have you. Even before COVID, though, back in January, there was legislation passed called the SECURE Act. And I can tell you in the research we've done on that, too, there were QDRO changes for 401k annuities. There were 529 changes, inheritance distribution changes. RMD changes, which all, again, have some impact on the advice that we give for certain situations for clients. So, you know, the new laws, the legislation is really, again, where it trickles down, but it, it's our job to stay on top of those things. 
And we know that you guys do a great job of staying on top of it and, and helping your clients sort it out. What are your parting thoughts or other tips for listeners who are going through a divorce? What parting advice would you give them? Yeah, I'd say it's not the strongest or the smartest that survive. It's those that are most adaptable to change. So keep that in mind. This is going to be one of the biggest moments of change in your life. And so keep in mind, it's not about intelligence. It's not about who's the stronger, harder negotiator. This is about who's going to adapt to this new situation the most efficient and fast way. And so first off, do not beat yourself up over not being a part of the finances up to this point. That's not going to be helpful, but this is not beyond. You can learn all this stuff. You can relearn all this stuff, but it is going to be very important to have the resources and the team behind you to really, you know, get yourself up to speed with things so that you can make these decisions soundly and move away from the emotional decision-making, which is not easy. Nobody's saying it's easy, but don't wing it. You need to have every decision you make be backed with some sort of data or analysis uh, because the extra effort that you spend today will save you years in your financial recovery thereafter. No question. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for sharing your expertise with us today. We really appreciate your participation. And that's it for today's episode. And until next time, be kind and be true to yourself. So that's it for today's episode of Divorce What to Expect. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a wellness retreat in Hawaii. Be sure to go to divorcewhattoexpectpodcast.com and pick up a copy of Marcy's free gift and join us on the next episode.